0: I just thought I'd use that image to hopefully bring a little levity to our current circumstances. It actually comes from a Friend Day message that I did way back in 2002. And as many of you know, I'm a dog person. Make no bones about it. No pun intended. But that message was called Lessons from the Kennel. How my dogs have taught me to be a better person. And I just thought, you know, let's just relax and smile a bit. And while I may make light of it with my title, How to Be Joyful in Jail, uh, or with that image that I chose to put up on the wall, I want to make it clear that I understand this is a very difficult time for many of us, if not for all of us, on a variety of different levels. As many of you know, um, I'm an introvert. But the stay-at-home orders have been anything but relaxing or joyful to me. There have been very few days where joy was the first emotion I felt when I started my day, and there have probably been even fewer days where joy was the last thing I felt as I went to bed. And I'm pretty confident that I'm not the only one. That's why I'm doing this message, and that's why I've been praying a phrase from Psalm 51 Uh, comes from verse 14 now Psalm 51 is part of David's prayer of confession after he'd been confronted regarding his sin with Bathsheba and as he's working through these strong emotions David cries out to God and he says restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me I hope to come back to this theme several times over the next few weeks but for today. I just want to remind you that joy is important to God, and I want to suggest a few simple things we might be able to start doing uh, to be intentional about restoring joy. There are over three hundred and ninety, depending about the translation. There are over three hundred and ninety verses that use joy or rejoice throughout Scripture. In Luke chapter two, verse ten. The angel is announcing the birth of the Christ child, and he says, I bring you good news of great joy. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul's writing, and he says, Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. And he ends that with an exclamation point. And then to reinforce that, he comes back just a few verses later in chapter 4, and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice Now, many of you have heard me say uh, numerous times in the past, when Scripture repeats something, for me, that's a, hey, Steve, sit up and take notice moment. So today, I invite you to open your Bibles to Philippians. We're going to look at chapter 1, just the first six verses. And as he's writing, perhaps not even intentionally, but Paul models four things to help us be joyful in jail or to help us be joyful in any and all challenging circumstances. The first thing Paul suggests as he starts to write is that we select our memories. Listen as I read those first five verses. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons, grace and peace to you, From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. When we desire to restore the joy in our life, it is both helpful and biblical to focus our thoughts on those memories which highlight how god has worked in our past even in the difficult times i still vividly remember a time nearly 30 years ago way back when diana's back problems were were just beginning to come to the surface i had taken her to an appointment out of town and to be honest i was having a bit of a pity party why us why now I dropped Diana off at the door, and as I watched the woman I love walk gingerly into the office, I parked the car, and I was feeling a lot of things, but joy wasn't one of them. Then I walked into the office, and I looked around, and I realized in that waiting room, all of the other patients, except for Diana, were wearing metal halos used to support their head and neck because their backs were so severely injured. In that moment, I quickly realized that things for me were not nearly as bad as I'd been telling myself. Please understand, I get how hard it is. I get that it's a challenge because it's a challenge I consistently face in my own life. That's why Paul's example both stretches and encourages me. Now, we might be tempted to note Paul's emphasis upon joy in his letter to the Philippians and think he's simply reminiscing about the good old days. But it's important to remember that Paul is literally under house arrest as he's writing this. Yet his letter overflows with joy. According to Acts chapter 16, the good old days that he refers to with the Philippians included God trashing Paul's plans in favor of imposing God's plans on him. It includes allowing Paul and his companions to be beaten, to be thrown in jail, and then to be run out of town. Yet Paul says, I thank my God every time I think of you, and I always pray with joy. And I read that and I think, oh, so maybe our challenges of doing life, family, work, in the face of COVID-19 is something that God has the capacity to overcome. If you think about it, for most of us, if over the course of our day we encounter ten nice people and one jerk, which one do we tend to remember? In an unprecedented time like this, I think it is more important than ever to select the memories that will help maintain and restore our joy. The times he's sustained us, the times he's comforted us, the times he's provided for us, the times he's rescued us in the 11th hour. Select your memories. Paul also suggests that we select our partners. In verse 5 he says, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I don't know about you, but at times I'm convinced that there are some people who have made it their life mission To mess with my joy. I'm reminded of a story I heard a long time ago about a simple farmer who had a neighbor who was just one of those people. You know who I mean. He was a wet blanket in the linen closet of life. This farmer set out with a determination to impress this neighbor just once. So the farmer went out and he bought the world's best hunting dog and he invited his joy stealer to go duck hunting. Now, this dog demonstrated that it could run tirelessly for miles. No response. The dog was able to stand motionless for hours and pick up the slightest movement of a bird flying across the sky from a great distance. No response. Finally, the farmer shot a duck, and it landed right out in the middle of the pond. The dog fixed its eyes on the dead duck, in the water, and the dog just quivered with anticipation. Now, if you've ever been duck hunting with a good dog in the blind, you they're just so excited that they so want to go get the duck, but they know it's not time until the master says, Go get it. So this dog's just sitting there quivering, zeroed in on that duck. No response from that neighbor. Then the farmer calls fetch. And the dog dashes to the edge of the water, pauses, and then literally walks across the water, grabs the dead duck, brings it back, and drops it at their feet and sits there looking up at them. The farmer could hardly contain himself. The The dog had done everything he had expected and dreamed it would. And he turned to the neighbor and he said, What do you think of that? To which the wet blanket replied, Your dog can't swim, can he? Folks, I don't know about you, but in these crazy times, to me it seems like there are an awful lot of wet blankets out there. Turn on the television, wet blankets. Jump on social media, wet blankets. Answer the phone, a lot of times it's a wet blanket. Sometimes our friends and even our family takes on the wet blanket role. To offset that now more than ever, I think we need to intentionally select a partner or two that are life-giving and inspire joy. Remember back in 1 Kings chapter 19, one of God's miracle-working servants, the prophet Elijah, was overwhelmed with discouragement in spite of having done amazing things because he started to believe the lie that he was in the fight alone. Partners matter why do you think there are so many public service announcements out right now reminding us we're in this together depending upon your personality those kind of partners it might be a short list but make the list and force yourself to connect with them in one way or another from time to time fortunately I'm privileged to be married to the world's best cheerleader who goes way above and beyond to boost my joy quotient. But even with all of that, there are still times when Diana will look at me and say, why don't you go call so-and-so? Because she knows I need a joy infusion, and I need a partner who will do that. And she knows who those people are in my life. What partner could you select right now to offset the wet blankets? Select your memories, select your partners and select your source of confidence in verse 6 Paul says at the beginning being confident of this that he who began a good work in you the overwhelming majority of the time when I allow my joy to slip away it's because I've placed my confidence in myself rather than in the one who began a good work in me and I'm speaking just for myself, I don't know what your experience is, but it's important for me to put my confidence, to select a source of confidence that is way bigger than me, the God of all creation. He is omniscient, all-knowing. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He is omnipresent everywhere we need him, whenever we need him. And he commands and empowers me and you to rejoice. So what circumstances, what situations, what grumpy people, or what viruses are going to prevail against him? And the scripture says, none of them. Romans chapter 8, Paul also writing, he reminds us that nothing, nothing can separate us from God's love other than our own choices. Finally, Paul concludes this section by suggesting that we also select our focus in the latter part of verse 6. He says, The God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Remember the past. Find those good memories of the past, but focus on the future. His word is faithful and true, and he began a good work in you And he will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ and and we don't necessarily understand what that looks like but we have his promise that it's true now I don't say this to be trite or simplistic and I know that many of you are battling incredible burdens pain heartache fears doubts anxiety the list is endless right now but the God of all creation plans to bring to completion the good work that he began in you. In the tough times, we can restore or preserve our joy by focusing on the future that his word promises to each and every one of us. Sometimes we need to hit the pause button and sneak a peek again at the end of the book. When we do, it is crystal clear That Jesus is going to win no matter how bad things get in the here and now if we choose to we can find joy in choosing to focus on the future friends I share these thoughts with you today not because I've mastered them because trust me I haven't but I am regularly challenged to ask God to restore the joy of my salvation. And I encourage you to do the same if you sense you need that joy infusion. I regularly have to make a conscious choice to select my memories, the ones that will help me. I intentionally have to select and seek out those partners who will restore my joy rather than deplete it. I want to be the person who selects God as my source of confidence rather than my own puny resources. Because right now, there's so many things in life that I just don't have a clue about, but he does. And I want to select a focus on the glorious future that God purchased for me and purchased for you way back before the coronavirus showed up. If we will choose these things, then we all can be joyful in jail would you pray with me father i thank you that you offer us hope and encouragement and i i'm thrilled father that we can cry out to you in times like this and say please god restore the joy of my salvation and i thank you that you give us the ability to select the memories that are helpful to select the partners that will help us to grow stronger and help to shore us up when we need it, that we can select our source of confidence and we can select a focus upon the glorious future that you have for us. We ask these things in the presence and the power of the risen Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.